the learning. Chavre, let's start. If I could have everyone's attention, please. Thank you for coming. Good morning, everyone. All good, all good. The learning, we're going to, we continue to learn throughout the whole week for the, in honor of the, of the birth of Nacha Libi, David and Nitza's daughter. She should continue to bring a lot of light in, into everyone's lives like she's been doing for the past week, which has been amazing, and, and many, many, many more years of her feeling special. And for the Refuge name of Aviva Bat Nicole and Susan Bab Bula. Bezrat Hashem. Okay. We have, a, we have a, a very famous question today. A very famous question that we're going to address. Needless to say, not only because this week there was a... There are another 11 orphans and three Shiva houses. These are questions you, you could ask almost any single day. And that is... What, what's going on? What, what's going on? Yala, what's going on? Who's, seems like, it seems like as much as there's good, it seems like, you know, Rishayim are running around everywhere, right? Rishayim are just running around everywhere. So what, what's, what's going on? So I, I was thinking about this Pasuk, it says, Vayar, Lekim et kol What's the Hashem saw everything he did. I read a paper that was describing the history of the world in terms of how how long, how many years was were there actual was there actual peace in the world from the beginning of humanity till today. Do you know how many years where, there, where historians are basically under the assumption because they, they don't know of anything, even though it doesn't say anything, they don't know of anything that there's actually been peace and quiet? 267 out of, for, you know, 5,783 years. 267 years of what our perception as vehinei tov me'od. It's a very startling thing. It's a very scary thing. So we have to understand, like, what's, when Hashem said, tov me'od, what was Hashem talking about? And can we switch our perception or our understanding of the, of the concept, tov me'od? Can we change it as well? Because apparently we're not, doesn't add up. If I'd ask you, tell me, are we living in a reality of tov me'od? What would you say? Some moments. Some moments, I, would you say there are moments that don't fall into the category of the Hine Tov Not? I think, yeah, I think so. In, in, human, in a human perception? It's, nothing has to, but net ten, our natural tendency is that if something, if, if, if some guy gets jumped on his back with a knife, and he, this kid starts sitting Shiva, the Tov Not? So, on a certain level, of course, yes, the chule and everything like that. But for a human condition. And Hashem knew that. That's the point. Like we were learning in the Sunday year, Hashem knew how we were, how we're, Hashem designed us. Hashem knows how we, how we think of things, how we figure things out, the chule. So what we're going to see today is a, just a wonderful way of Reb Tzadok approaching this question of trying to understand what's going on it seems like there's no control, and we're also going to see how Reb Tzadok is so influenced by his Rebbe, the Meir Shiloach, 
regarding a specific topic, which, which this is just beautiful. So if we could pass these around. Okay, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna attempt again. Let's rezone, let's refocus, and let's go back to the, quest, the last question that I asked, is that the last question we asked was, what is Reb Tzadok, how is he going to address this question of, if Hashem said, tov me'od, that Hashem looks at this world, and he, he, Hashem calls it tov me'od, what is, what's going on? Ma Makorepo, I know we're supposed to believe in all these things, and you know, but remember that Hashem also understands the human condition probably better than anyone because He put the chip in, right? So therefore, we have to understand, we have to try to figure out another way to approach this question of what is going on over here. This is a beautiful, beautiful piece from Tzadikotan of Lublin, and this is based on the, uh, from his Sefer, Tzidkat HaTzadik, Ot Nun Bet. We've been, we've, Uh, maybe that could be one of the questions. How, why does Hashem call this Tov Me'od? If, if we look back at, you know, thousands of years, only 267 of them seem to have been, like, actually, like, our perception of Tov Me'od, which would mean someone, no one's trying to kill each other. <laughs> or another question would be, can we, can we demand... Like, where's... Who said it before? Where's... Can the human condition get to a place that it could redefine the term tov me'od? Right? Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I don't know. No, I don't think it was consecutive. I don't think... It, I, right, right, right. I don't know. Those two months were good. That week was quite... I don't know how they got to that calculation. I don't know. I don't know. We're not only talking about Am Yisrael, by the way. We're talking about the world. God is not Jewish. <laughs> no, it's an important... I'm telling you, it was a chiddush. When, when someone once said that, I, I got very uh, d- defensive. I, was like, I remember I was like 23. And <laughs> I got so defensive over that statement. And then I realized, wow, we're programmed. Something's wrong in the program. There's something... God is not Jewish. Adam and Eve were not Jewish. <laughs> It's very hard to hear. It's very hard to hear, but it's so funny. So when I say that, when I say 267 years, I'm not just talking about in Eretz Yisrael, for Am Yisrael. We're talking about tov me'od on the Bria, right, on, on the world. Okay. Al adam im mitrabim don't freak out, <laughs> literally. Ali, don't freak out. Don't lose it when you see that more and more Rishayim are, are, are roaming the streets of the world and seem to be in the spotlight and in the front of everything. Not just that they're in the front of everything, that many of them are in the front of everything. Ali, don't freak out that, this is, that what you see is happening. And also, and what I love about this is that Abtzadak is, is like giving space for the human condition of saying, yeah, I know it looks like that too. Doesn't it look like that? Doesn't it look like, yeah, there's beautiful, a lot of good things going on, but doesn't it look like there's so much more of this rishut, so many rishayim running around and, and standing there doing their thing? 
more and more, אל יתמע אדם אם יראה רשעים מתרבים בעולם והולכים ומתגדלים בכל יום. This is so beautiful. כי ידע, because a person should know שהשם יתברך הוא בעל הכרם. בעל הכרם. This is such a beautiful concept. What's a כרם? A vineyard. בעל הכרם. השם is the owner of the vineyard. He is the בעל הכרם. This is a term that's used in the Gemara. כמו שאמרו, עם בבא מציאה, ויודע טיבו של כרם יותר ממנו. He knows the, the, the owner of the vineyard. There it's a halachic matter of someone that has a dispute regarding the vineyard. Whatever, it's not for now, but the owner of the vineyard knows the nature of the vineyard and what the vineyard is really containing, what it's holding, better than a person that came afterwards. And when the vineyard needs to be fixed, it can be fixed in a second. So when I asked you before, about, doesn't it seem weird? Isn't it scary? Isn't it, isn't it weird that it seems like Rishoyim and Rishut and the other side and dark side is, so to speak, more and more prevailing in the world, Kivyachal, so to speak. But when we say that, we have to throw into that sentence, and whose world is this? Whose world is this? If it's my world, then yeah, the Rishoyim are taking over. It's Hashem's world. He's the Baal HaKerem. He's the owner of the vineyard. He knows the vineyard way more infinitely deeper and better than I or any other human being will and can ever know about this vineyard. And I have to keep on saying that when I look at the world in the Mishagas, Hashem owns this world. This is Hashem's world. It's not my world. It existed before I was here and you were here and it'll be here after we're here as well. I know, that's just as shocking sometimes as saying God isn't Jewish for some people. Just that realization of this is all very temporary, like a blink of an eye. But in that blink of an eye, Hashem is saying, okay, I don't want you to be computer, I don't want you to be just automatic. It's true, what you see around you seems crazy, but shnia, atalo baal hakerem, you're not the owner of the vineyard. And when I... When I in order to approach this question of how could it be Rishayim are running around all the time, and Hashem calls this world, tov me'od, I have to only approach the rest of this question with the clear notion, bemet, clear notion of emuna that I don't run this show and I didn't create it. This is Hashem's world, not my world. And when I, when I learn how to ask, ask the question like that, I ask it very differently, very differently, because I believe there's something here, and it's not just my own, I got to figure out how it stems with me. There's someone else that's running the show. We're not asking why bad things happen to good people over here. We're asking why do bad things even happen? Meaning like, and, and why does it seem like there's so much? And Rav Tzadok is saying, okay, don't freak out. First start and say, there's someone that's running the show. Now let me go back into the question. You want to ask something? I thought you were going to say something. Okay. Behine. Now look at this beautiful Gemara. Do you mind closing that door? Is that, is that, it's open, right? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Behine. Raboteinu zichonam livracha amru. We're going back to another Mashiach statement like we did last week. It says in the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Sheben David, efshar sheyavo bedor shekulo chayav. It could be that Mashiach will come in a door 
where everyone is chayav. That means that no one is worthy. Everyone's chayav. That means everyone is up to no good. What'd you say? What is what? Guilty. Nachon. We know that. Mashiach can come in a generation where everyone is guilty. Or, what do we say? Mashiach can come in a generation that everyone is worthy. Zakai. Zakai and chayav. Nachon. Look what he does with this. What does it mean when it says that Mashiach can come in a door that everyone is chayav? Right? So what, 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 what mashal does he bring here? And it doesn't fit perfectly because we know at least about one person that wasn't chayav in the time of Haman. Who was that? Mordechai, right. But let's say that Everyone else was chayav somehow, right? What happens? What does it mean, dor shekulo chayav? It means that Hashem brings on us a reality that will shake us to our bones so much that that door that's kulo chayav, that generation that is so off, will come and the Rishayim will be coming and doing their thing. And instead of kvetching and saying, Hashem, how could you do this to us? We'll get the hint and be like, we got to get our acts together. Now, when did that stop happening? It used to be that when Yidin were in trouble, our initial question was, how do we get our acts together? And it somehow then changed to, why are you, why are you doing this? Now, Reb Tzadok lived. I'm just reminding you, when did Reb Tzadok live? We're going to have to make peace with this, because after, this is the Ish Kodesh 101 over here, right? I think after the Holocaust, that way of us our natural reaction of, of pain and of reshaim parting and ruling shifted within us. Whereas, you know, maybe before the war, maybe, that, that it could be there, were, there was an easier drisha to tell a Jew, listen, what are you kidding me? You're going to start kvetching? Why is this happening to you? These are clear signs. These are messages to get your act together. So over here, Reb Tzadok is saying, a generation where everyone is guilty, when, they, when the whole generation is really guilty, then what happens? A Russia comes, he's Kivyachol he's now reigning over the world, and we, we don't ask the question, why are you doing this? We ask the question, Hashem, Horeini Hashem Darkecha, Ahalech Ba'amitecha, show me your way, show me how to get to you, show me how to get to you, show me how to get closer to you. So that, that's how Rabbi Tzadok starts this. Now let's look at other dorot, not dor shekulo chayav, maybe a dor that was kulo zakai. What dor is more beloved than all other generations? Zedor hamidbar, Torah, because they merited to receive the Torah. Interesting, that same dor, a few seconds later, right? But at a certain point, they were fond of the category of this beautiful, beloved door. The Gemara Mod Katan says, This is an amazing Gemara. The Gemara there says that when, when uh, the people were built the base of Migdash in the time of Shlomo HaMelech, a voice came out to all of them and said, While they were still alive in this world. They all heard that they merited coming to the next world. 
So those are two very interesting generations where it seems like they got it right, at least for the moment. And yet, they got the Torah. Right. That just shows you that you could, if you really want, you could get it together in a second. It's true. So that's interesting, these two Dorot. Now we know how long that lasted, the door of Kabbalah, the Torah. None of them, that, this door that was so chaviv, couldn't go into Eretz Yisrael, that to be a whole new generation. And how long did the Malchus of Shlomo HaMelech last? Sorry? Just right. So these are very temporary terms of Kilo, what's Nechshav Chaviv? So let's understand better, what is God, how does God perceive like good generations or bad generations? But when we talk about the door of Mashiach, you can say Chayav, or you can play around with the words a little bit, letters a little bit, and you say it's Chaviv. Of course the generation of Mashiach is going to be Chaviv. Of course the people that end up bringing Mashiach, the generation that finally finishes the job and brings Mashiach, of course they're going to be Chaviv before God. It can't be any other way. Let me ask you something. Is our door the door that's going to bring Mashiach? Yes. Why? Hmm? Why? I mean, that was the correct answer. Why is it like that? Look around. We're fighting for it. They fought for it in the past too. Why is this door? There's holy women learning Torah. Ah, correct answer. Because they're holy women learning Torah. Yeah. Ah, so this is a very interesting point you're saying. There is more of an unveiling of evil in the world, where many things that were ke'ilu mechuseh, and so now it's even more in our face. The bechira to be able to stand by those that say Mashiach will come in this door, is to realize that when evil gets shown to me, to not identify myself with that evil. That's what separates me from being connected to that evil in this world. The other side is when evil becomes unveiled and I identify myself with that evil. That, Reb Tzadok coin is going to tell us, is the greatest evil in the world. And someone that that's what happens to them can't really say, I'm going to be the one to bring Mashiach, or our generation will bring Mashiach. Is that clear? That when, didn't happen in other generations? Which, which part of it? That. The unveiling of evil? Yeah. To the extent of today? In other ways, I'm saying, like, in today, like, we have big problems, but they're like, yeah, weren't there other big problems then of those generations? You know what? There were big problems of, in, in certain locations, on a, it, it seemed like it was much more, what? Like the scale? Or something? The scale, it's, our perception of it is a little bit tainted, only because that's what we work with, but that's not really on what we're speaking about on a global scale. This unveiling of the other side of, of just of calling out Sheker. I'm not talking about anyone specific right now. I'm not talking about any leader specifically. I'm just talking about the, just the concept of like living life, living truth, and, and living, living lies. Yeah. I think that the most obvious reason we believe in Mashiach is here now is because that's all the great rabbis say now. Almost down with God. That what? This is it. This is it. This is the Tukhupa that is happening. Right. Almost everybody says it. And yet it's still not... And they haven't said right. that. Because right. all right. the prophecies on the right. show, the fact that we are in Eretz Israel, look, we're here in Eretz Israel, 
Right, but there's also an unveiling of evil where you see that a lot of people that think they're close to God look at other Jews and think they're not close to God because based on their limited perception, that's evil. That's an evil that I'm talking about as well. Yeah. So I read up with a book at home that talks about basically that we're currently the most, the least violent world that we ever have been. We just know so much about it. Yes. Uh huh. It's in your yes. face. Interesting. Are, okay, the, the Crusades were going on. I'm living right. in all, right. like Brazil. No. I have no idea. And it's just, but you feel it so intensely, which is the world that we created. Uh huh. A hundred percent. I really, I, yeah. I, that resonates very deeply. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to say before about the scale of, you know, of course, these catastrophes, you know, who, I don't know how many people knew what was going on in other places, so how much did it affect their psyche and their, and their, uh, their feeling of what's going on in this world? Probably much less. But today, I find out, besides certain countries that's not a block, like, like South Korea or something, like you don't know what's going on, or Iran, now you're starting to a little bit see what's going on over there, but uh, North Korea, sorry, North Korea and Iran, Iran is, you know, you see there's, a, there's some hope there of light that's happening there right now of removing that veil of, of exposure of evil. That's what's so crazy. Literally also. Huh? Literally also. Right, right. Literally. <laughs> 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 I, I didn't even mean, but yeah, it's true. Maybe <laughs> 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 Mashiach can't come until that evil is unveiled so that there can be a tikkun. So, so, so the way we understand it is that when the Gemara says, Ein ben David ba ad dor shekulo chayav means... That the unveil, that that veil is completely removed, but that also means that I'm also very, I'm exposed to everything in the world that would make me feel that everyone is chayav, right? That's a very it's a very tricky thing over here. Mm-hmm. Let's let's continue to see how he builds this up. Again, ve'en tzarich lomar dor doroshel mashiach v'day yechaviv ve'efshar shi'ek kulo chayav. It could be, it'll be a generation that's all chayav, they're all guilty and not worthy, but yitapchu ledor chaviv al yedei she'ashem itbarach yeviyam lechuva. When we say that there's, it's a door that's all chayav, it doesn't mean that God's going to have so much rachmanas because no one deserves anything, so therefore God's just going to be like, you have no chance, and if you don't get it together, the world's going to be destroyed. It means... It's the mitzvah of meeting a generation that's all chayav, that's all guilty, and God will do something to this generation that's all chayav, shake us up to our core of cores, and then change the game and introduce us to the world of tshuva. It's that same door that's chayav becomes zakai. Ve'al korchach. Now this is where it gets very interesting. Sheshoresh nishmatam mimakom gavoa yoter mikol adorot. The Tzadok says like this, and this is why it's very intimidating being in today's generation, especially since so many of you answered right away, yes, we're bringing Mashiach. The Tzadok says, you know what else must be? That the Shoresh Neshamas of this, and I'm going to say this generation, because I believe it's this generation too, the root souls of the people that are around today in this door is coming from a much higher place than previous generations. It's a pretty big statement. It's a pretty big statement. Do you, do you understand what he said? That the people that are around today, that are alive now, as much as we always compare ourselves to previous generations and we're like, oh my God, where are we? Where were they? You know, 
as much as we do that comparison stuff and everything, Reb Tzadok says like this, and this is, this is so um, ishbitz. This is so ishbitz, it's so different the way people normally think of it. Us, right now, I'm saying this with Anava, okay? Our Shoresh Nishamas, where we come from, because we're this last generation, the root of our root souls are coming from a much higher and deeper place than previous generations. That's why, and that's exactly why. Because if we weren't that deep, it wouldn't feel like we're falling so low. Or we wouldn't fall so low. Meaning, either we wouldn't fall so low, or when we would, Zeloya, it wouldn't, it wouldn't touch us so much. What yeah. Uh, once in a while there is. But we're not talking about new right now. It could be it's a re, it could be it's a re, like, you know, we're back again, but... We're back again, and the root of the back again is from much deeper than whatever was happening. It's not that you keep on coming back generation after generation. Sometimes, according, this is very deep stuff, but sometimes when we come back again, that's after like a, a nice chunk of dorot. Understand? It's not one after the other. Boom, 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 boom. So it could be that the shorish neshamas of all of us, like we were, I don't know where. You know, it doesn't, it's also not for us to decipher these things, although... Some of my chevra are sure about, you know. Yeah, I'm sure about it. Right. She told me this on one of our first dates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you understand? She said. You understand what she said? So you're resting between the <laughs> <laughs> It's like 2,000 years of shluf. But at some level, one generation can get us to... Oh, sorry. Yeah. One generation can get the credit for Mashiach coming, but it's on the backs. Ah, so this is a... I want to say a good Torah. Very good what you're saying. So based on this, what we just said right now, this is very hard for us to relate to previous generations. What do you mean? We're higher than everyone else? Not saying we're higher than everyone else. And we're the ones that do it, and, and what they did doesn't count. Reb Nassim has a very beautiful teaching on this regarding uh, an army that's trying to, remember, like to conquer a city, and there's a wall standing on the shoulders, standing on the shoulders, standing on the shoulders, until like, you know, you were standing on the shoulders of giants, of giants and giants. We're going to be the ones to finally break down that wall, but it's only because you had all these generations standing up. But that's goes hand in hand with saying that we are the chosen door to do this, to be the ones that are standing up there, because we're up here, but we're also kivyachol in the root of the root of the neshamas of Am Yisrael. How do you know we're really that generation? Because what we're learning, like, how did, how, what, who said we're the generation of Shem? We. So that's what we. That's what we. That's what we asked before. That's what we said before. I'm sorry. So is it because women are learning, or what? It was said. It was said with the. Uh, no, but it's definitely part of it. It's definitely part of it. It's more learning with the men too. It's everyone. It's not just it's, the women are. It's learning. everyone, but you're. But you know what? I, I I honestly will say that I'm. I ask your question quite often too. Zatomeret. How do I? You know what? You know what the truth is. I don't know. I don't know. That, that's the truth. I don't know. 100 years ago, Rebbeim, we're also saying... I don't know. So you know what? I don't know. If I was sitting by the Alter Rebbe, I wouldn't believe Mashiach would, wouldn't come before he died. So I don't know, but... Yeah, but there's belief, and then there's like... And I'm going to be part of answering that question. And I don't think that was ever like that before. Like, I think that right now there is a... 
and has to be reawakened. It was very strong before the Rebbe took off to the next world. I think that has to be reawakened again, this thing of, no, no, we're here not just to enjoy this, this very happy Zionist national experience. This is a messianic, this is a, you know, so it's my, it's my Bechira to not just believe, but to make that, you know, when, when you act upon your emuna, you have that. And I think that this is very, very important for us. And it's good we're speaking about this, but we have to understand something. Reb Tzadok is saying, this door, the neshamas of this door, he is not, he's not saying it's this door, because he's saying the door that brings Mashiach. And we're here saying, we're kind of certain it's us, the root souls, we're, come, we're connected to Shorashim that are much deeper, meaning coming from a much more earlier place than the last Dorot. Now, again, there's a lot of questions. I know you have a lot. Of, I see you don't realize there's like seven hands up every second here. <laughs> Let's get to Reb Tzadok, and if, we'll see if we can make some Shalom with all this right now. Because of, of course there are a lot of questions. This is bringing up the most important things in the world right now. And what else would be more important than this, than this teaching? Okay. Now this is very important to, to, when it's the bold type. Now I told you before, let's listen and focus, please. I told you before that when the evil becomes unveiled, when there's a, when it becomes, when I see the evil, and I identify myself with that evil, that removes my feeling shayach to being part of the generation that's bringing Mashiach. But when the evil becomes unveiled and it becomes, and I see more and more the darkness that's in this world, and I say, that's not me, that's not me, I then am holding on with all my heart and soul to, what, to the emes of all emes. Because the truth is, and this is going to be very hard for some of you to hear this, that when you see Yiddish and Hashemahs committing the worst things in the world, they, that is not them. That's not who they are. They're doing it. You have to be accountable. That's not the real them. It's not. It's not the real them. So this next thing that Reb Tzadok is going to say is like taken out of the Mashilach. But it's not just in the Mashilach. Reb Nassim of Breslov says this also, came out word for word. I was going to bring Reb Nassim, I didn't have time, because he says almost the same thing. Be'emet. Kol chatei Yisrael enam be'etzem. That means, the chet, when you and I go off and do something wrong, that's not the etzem of who we are. The etzem means the essence. essence. That's not our etzem. It's just alagvan. That's just... A, a color, that's just a shade, that's just something on the outside, but really, it's never ever really us. The problem is I forget that. And I think, I start to think that this person that's now doing all these bad things, that's really me. That's not it. It's not really me at all. Chazal gave a parable to this, you see the footnote number one on the bottom? Hadas she'omed bein hakotzim. A hadas. How do you say hadas? A myrtle. A myrtle that's, that's amongst the thorns. Because I'm surrounded by thorns. Like keshoshana ben hachochim. Ken rayati ben abanot. But sometimes I forget that I'm 
but I look different than everything else that's around me. So I start identifying myself as what's around me. What's around me? Mishigas. Right? You see this on social media better than any other place in the world. Suddenly I start writing things. Why am I? Oh, because everyone else is doing this. Also, but it's not me. I start saying bad things about people. Just like that. Why? Well, everyone else is doing it. It must be mutter. And then I start doing it. And I, but Reb Tzadik is saying, hey, that's not you. That's not you, but etzim. That's not your etzim. That's not who you are. You can be doing this, but please never, ever confuse your identity. Your identity, this is not who you are, but etzim. This is not who you are. So Chazal said, this is like a hadas, like a myrtle that's amongst the chokhim. Ve'lachen hem ha'yisurim al-yedei ha'chet she'achoch okza. So yeah, I feel the stabbing of the thorn when I act like the thorn. But I, but I have to remember, I'm still not the thorn. I'm just feeling its results about being around it so much. But remember, the, the greatest game here is to still maintain my true identity and that even if I'm feeling like what I see in front of me, it's not me. Now that's, that's been the secret of Jewish survival. <coughs> And that's also why I, I've been saying this so often, you're probably used to this, but, and, and I'm sorry if it tugs on a sensitive place, but there's no more time. That's why you didn't have to get out of America immediately and out of everywhere immediately and come back home. Because the height of the hypocrisy and lie is dafka there. The height of it. Of everything, it's all, it's, it's, it played its role. It's beautiful. We have to say thank you for America. We have to give thanks. Mamash, it's the greatest gift. In the last, you know, last hundred years, aside from coming to Eretz Yisrael, what kind of gift? What a gift. You have to, get, you have to, you have to be, you know, Mamash, be makiyatov. Yofi, zeistayim. A prominent, prominent Rav wrote a long article yesterday about different approaches to the problems of anti-Semitism right now in America. And I was like, do I do it or do I not? Do I do it or do I not? And I just wrote, V'havienu l'shalom arba kanfot aretz. And I did it. <laughs> a like from him. It's not part of the... It's not part of the... Yeah. No, that says a lot about him. One of the, the top ones. I think Rabbis are scared to say that. Where did you read this? I find the article. It's all over. Huh? article. I sent Ellie's article to everyone that I could. Every every. No 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 no. We're getting we're getting confused right now with a few things, but I'm just saying that right now. The kots, the kotsim, the chochim, the thorns. For years, they looked like roses. And maybe they were roses for years. But the unveiling of, it's the fake sheker of, of what the world is, because it's now revealing itself as thorns. And now I'm realizing, if I've been around this for so long, maybe that's me. Maybe it must be me. And Reb Tzodek is saying, never. In the etzem, never. There's never you. I know it feels like it because you've been tickled and pricked by it now, and now it's starting to really, you know, you get the, the feeling of it, but it's not. It's, it's mamash not. It's not who you are. It's not who you are. 
It's not you. No, no, the action was, of co- the action of course was me. I'm differentiating between two things. Am I my actions? Something, you know how many times we do things we wish we didn't do? It's not really us, but we did it. So of course there needs to be accountability. We're not saying, listen, all these bad things you do. Now just say like, whatever, it's not really me, so I can't, you know, mapitam. No, we live in this world, we have the chukim of this world. Reb Tzadik is talking about, but the short of your, of your neshama has nothing to do with this. It's nothing to do with this. And we're saying, to bring Mashiach, to get this job done, it can't be it's just the few chosen ones that had enough guts and made it to Eretz Yisrael. That's Sheker. I don't buy that. It's got to be everybody. It's got to be everyone together. And the shayla is, how do you portray that message? How do you give that message over? Now, he says, I just want to finish this, for, this paragraph before we move on. Listen to this. But you know what happens? When you burn, when you, when you cut off all the surrounding thorns, then what's left? The Shoshana is left in its completion. And the way Hashem looks at us is that He sees us, He sees the Shoshana Bishlemuta. It's time to look at ourselves the way that Hashem looks at us. It's time that we look at ourselves. If we want to be a door that can really bring Mashiach, we have to look at ourselves the way Hashem looks at us. We look at ourselves normally as being surrounded and affected and infected by the thorns that surround us. That's going to be very hard to, be, to, to get this consensus that we are the ones that are going to bring Mashiach. But if we start looking at ourselves the way Hashem looks at us, Yesh lanu sikui. We have a chance. You realize we have not addressed the initial question of Mashiach at all. Nachon? Also, how do we do that? How do well, we we're going to last that, but you realize, I'm just putting that in, no one, we have not addressed Vayar Tov Me'od and all those things, right? <coughs> so look what he says. It says like this, it's not a big chokhmah to be a shoshana, to be a rose, that's all on its own. Dafka, the beauty of the rose is when it can be differentiated from everything else. If, what's that? What do you mean? Ah, because of the chokhim, right. Right, Definitely. I think there's a midrash that compares the Teshul Shana, right? Yeah. So here Reb Tzadik is getting very lumdish on us, and, it's, and I can't build the whole picture of what he's saying over here right now. I myself am grappling with one piece over here. But what I think he's trying to say over here is like this. You see it in the parentheses when he says, is that generally speaking, when I can differentiate between something in comparison to something else, it's bolet yoter, 
So for thousands of years, that was the way Yidin knew that they were special. But sometimes, quite often, in order for them to realize they were a Shoshana, they had to get stabbed, they had to get stabbed by something, they had to get hurt by something, they had to get stung by something. And then that woke them up and realized, oh wow, I'm, that's not me, I, I am, like, we, we would respond with some kind of a moment of a tshuva, which could happen like this in a second, Reb Tzadok says. And this is the difference between the way that we ask Hashem for something and Hashem asks for something. Now look what he says. Vanu mevakshim. We say, Hashem, come back to us and we'll come back to you. But there's one problem here. What's the difference between the two? Who started? Who's asking first? So, a door shekulo zakai versus a door shekulo chayav. How would you define a door that's for, that's all guilty right now, as opposed to, to a door that's all worthy, in terms of this end over here. How you see yourself, right? And so if I see myself as someone, it's, it's my self-perception. I think that's what I'm trying to say. The whole thing is boiled down to my self-perception. We're so scared sometimes to go here because we're scared like, oh, then I'll be, then I'll exempt myself from any responsibility. Like you were saying before, on the contrary. When my self-perception is so pristine and so clear, and my, I have an identification of where I come from, who I am right now in this moment, and that somehow God saved these biggest neshamas, bring Mashiach in this door, then when I look at the world, what do I see? What do I see? More. Kutzim. What else do I see? What do I see when I look at the... Huh? Hashem's hand, what else do I see? The more. The obvious difference between evil and, and not evil. Meaning, the more, you know, there shouldn't be any more. I mean. Like, every time there is, it just, it's like so obvious, like the difference between Jews and Ishmaelim. Like well, the, 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 na- well the, the current, yeah, the the current yeah. dance of Nachon. More so and it more. Hi- it highlights the Shoshana. Like, it highlights the Shoshana. Now, what happens when the Shoshana is highlighted? It's all... All about you today. What happens when the Shoshana is highlighted? <laughs> what happens? Huh? So, so we're getting more and more to a place of, wait a second. Oh, because your plan was the whole time that what? That there'd be a people after thousands of years that have every reason to give up hope that look, that, cho- that have chosen to look at themselves the way that I look at them, they're going to change the whole world. They're going to change the whole world. To join Hashem with the statement, tov me'od, is the biggest responsibility that you could ever, it's the, it's the biggest decision you could ever make. This is what Reb Tzadok is saying. That generation of Mashiach, it's not a generation that suddenly they look around and it's like, oh my God. It's a generation that looks inward and sees what Hashem had, was planning this whole time. This whole time. Now here's the million dollar question. Can you do this outside the land of Israel? <laughs> Is it possible? Yes. Yeah? Why are we asking that? Yeah? Hmm? Why are we asking that? No, no, it's just my own Mishagas I'm, I'm throwing into the mix. It's just because I can't stop thinking. It's because I can't stop thinking about it. Mani it's only because, it's because Mordechai was 
in the Beis Hamikdash, he was an Eretz Yisrael Yid that was kicked out of the land, brought Eretz Yisrael consciousness to Am Yisrael, which then returned them back to the land. I'm sorry? Like, to defend everybody. Right. I look at 300 people who perceive themselves as religious Jews and say, sorry, Nahon. you hired me to tell you that you're all living the wrong place. Nahon. Nahon. You're more free to look inward and just see, not be blurred by Right. But even I think, right. like, within our own lives and, you know, daily life, right, it is so easy to get sucked into the news and to get sucked into, right, like, I was on a, um, on one of the, um, yeah, Hashem guides groups this morning. Someone was like posting how there's like a new flavor, uh, whatever, of anti-Semitism, and like posted like ten videos of like all these different people saying, you know, like this is what we're up against, you know. And I, I think like what I, whatever. I, I just think it's it's like what the Rebbe always said that you can't fight the darkness; you can only add light, or the, you know, like that's what we can do. You can't stop. You can't hold back the darkness, but. What can each one of us do is, is, is hold on to the light and shine the light and keep on... So let's define that for the, in this year. What does that mean in the context of this year? I agree with you 100%. What does that mean in the context of this year? Holding on to the light. Believing that Hashem is in charge. And just... I know, but that's every year. I'm talking about this year. What does that mean? Chavra, please, please, just... When everyone, anyone says something... I want everyone to hear what each person is saying, Mamash, to give kavod to each person that's talking. I mean, I, I, I work on a, on a small scale at the moment, so I think it's just saying, I think it's saying brachas, and I think it's saying amen, I think it's giving, you know, like... Um, no, 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 I, I want to define it. I'm not asking, what do you get, like, how no, do you I'm do this? I'm saying, what is he saying? What is Reb Tzadok saying in terms of, don't fight it with... with Dark, like the, I agree with the light. What is the greatest light that could be is attainable based on what he's saying? Of, what's that? Believing that Hashem is running the world. Wait, 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 wait. No, I, I, because I know, no, because I wanna, I wanna, I know you know the answer. Meaning, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very thing that you, you identify. We all do. Galut is looking at myself the way that I'm thinking that what I see is the truth. This is what I'm trying to say. Geula is looking at myself the way, or I, I can't know exactly how, but more the way that Hashem looks at me now. Why did I ask you before, can this work be done outside the land? Because, bec- louder woman. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> this is the land that Hashem always has His eye on. So if we want to know how, if we want to look at ourselves the way Hashem looks at us, it, has, it can only happen here. It can really only happen in the place where Hashem's eyes are on. So I know Hashem's. I know Hashem runs the world. I know Hashem runs the world, and I, of course I have to do mitzvahs and bracha. Of course, we always knew that. We, we always did that, to a certain extent. 
the shift, this, this shift of, of understanding, I think what he's saying over here is, but now there's a gate that's open. And remember, he tried to move here. Remember the story. He tried to move here. He sent letters to his brother. And the Hasidim that were with him here were, were receiving the return letters from his brother who was living in Eretz Yisrael, setting up the stage for him to move to Eretz Yisrael. And the Hasidim saw the letters and they knew, oh no, he's going he's gonna to check out. And they, they hid the letters from him. He never saw them. So he assumed, he wrote about this, he assumed, whatever, it's not working, it's not for me. There was another group of people that did, tried to do this too. They're called the Meraglim. They said what, according to the Meshiloach, they said what they said because they prophetically knew that if they go into Eretz Yisrael, the Rebbe is not going to go with them. This, this happens a lot in history. This happens a lot. So, again, again, when I, what I said before about to be able to see Ve'hine Tov Me'od, the headquarters of being able to see Ve'hine Tov Me'od, is if I look at myself a bit more with what Hashem, the way Hashem looks at me, in the place that Hashem is always looking at, and instead of that freaking the daylights out of me, that God is looking at me all the time, when I realize that's just the reality anyway, and I invite that into my life, my perception of Ve'inei Tov Mod is a completely different perception than, 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 than someone that's not living like that. This is a big aspiration. It's a very tall order, but it's very much... It's very much chayav. It's very much like needed and essential right now. Would Orthodox say that doing chet in Eretz Yisrael is worse than doing chet in Chutzlaz? I would think so. Why do you think so? Well, because I think he's saying that we can only be our ultimate selves here. So if we can only be our ultimate selves here, when we do a chet here, the mashkafot is much, much greater than if we do a chet. Mamash, kind of like what you were saying before, Shoshana, that you feel it, you know, but the fact that we feel things so much more is a sign that the root, our root neshamas are coming from such a more deeper place, in the deepest place in the world. Nachon? Yes? I do not see Eretz Yisrael here at all. I, I, first of all, Eretz Yisrael is every single Torah. I know, but I... Second of all, I, I said before, some, someone asked the same question, I said, no, you don't, but that, this is where my mind is at all day long. So I... But you could teach this in Brooklyn. I'd have to teach it in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> it's being recorded for Brooklyn. It's actually being sent to Brooklyn. What's that? It's time to make Aliyah. That's the message here. It's time to make Aliyah. No, that's... I'll leave that... That's That's the... Whenever any, I don't know anyone that made Aliyah because someone said it's time to make Aliyah. No. It's time to bring Mashiach. It's time to bring Mashiach. Yeah, but somebody who's not going to leave Tennessee or not going to leave South Carolina, they, there's something here for them too, even if they don't put it. Uh, of course, but we live here. I'm teaching here in Eretz Yisrael. So you're trying to infuse great, us aren't with. Are we great that we're here? I'm, what's that? Are you saying, aren't we great that we're here? I'm saying, we're here. Do you know what that really means? Do you know what the responsibility it means once you're here? This isn't a, look at us, we're here. I've never, ever talked like that. I never will. It's an empowering of what it means to be here. What the achrayut is for the rest of the people. Once you're, and you only get a sense of the responsibility for Klal Yisrael in a deep, deep way once you take Eretz Yisrael eyes. 
It's not my Torah. This is Rav Cook, what I just but I said. I think you're saying that you're de-universalizing this, in other words, anybody, any human being on this should be able to read this, certainly any Jew, and understand, okay, um, I gotta improve, I gotta do something, I'm very, very holy, I'm from this special generation. But just to make it specifically about... No. What I'm trying to say is that it's such a deep Torah. This is such an important Torah. I want to know how I can access the Torah, this teaching, in the strongest way. Correct? I want to access this deep teaching in each Yid in the strongest way. Where can I access this teaching in the strongest way? You decided Eretz Yisrael. I, mm-hmm. I decided? Were you in shul two weeks ago? Somewhere. Were you in shul? Did you hear the first, the first thing God ever told the first Jew? I want to give you the light. I want to show you who you are. Go to Tennessee. <laughs> Stay in Florida. This is my, I said it. I de-universalize this? <laughs> no, but there are individuals that, you know, that they have to get something. I, I think it's broader than Eretz Israel, even though Eretz Israel is the highest. There's no stira. There's no... We're talking about access points. I could learn Parshas Lech Lecha and learn the deepest teachings sitting in Los Angeles. There's no stira. I, of course I can. We're talking about what's available. I want to go for much more than just something I can get out of it. Yidin are being killed in the streets of Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, it, 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 of course it's time to come home, but it was always time to come home. That's not the point. We're learning such deep tires and we're saying, where do you access? Where's the place to access these teachings in the most profound way? A, there, there are a few that aren't yet. The few communities that aren't here yet. But even those of us that are here, that's what I'm trying to say, even those of us that are here, that feel so good about the fact that we did it, mm-hmm. there's still such an achrayut, there's such a responsibility to understand and internalize what Avodat Hashem is in the land of Israel. Mm-hmm. So... If Hashem didn't tell, if Hashem's first words to the first Jew weren't, I need to give you who I really am, and that can only be in one place, this bug wouldn't be in my head and the heads of all of us. But that's the way Hashem decided to reveal himself to the Jewish people, not me. I did not decide that. I went to shul two weeks ago, and that's what I heard. That's what each of us heard. That's not my vort. That's the first vort the first Jew ever heard. Access points. That's what we're talking about. Now, if anyone walks out of here say, thinking to themselves, wow, those Jews in Chutzarts have no chance of ever um, of, of, of being connected to the depths of the Torah, it's just as low as like anything else you could imagine. These teachings are for us to explain our shlichus of, of how we live here, how we portray the schut to live here. Like how we portray, how we speak about the, 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 the mitzvah, some would say the obligation based on the Ramban, you know, the chiv of the, of the mitzvah, the yeshiva aretz, but really the joy of living here. The joy of living here is actually having a, a more of an access 
of self-perception, of a more exact and direct self-perception. It's a privilege. The What a schut it is. Now, the voice that says, and it's a chiv, okay, it won't get you, it won't get them here. That's not, it's not going to work. There are plenty of that have tried that. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's also very clear to me, you're not speaking about Eretz Israel as a place of superiority. They're in your head because it's scary times, because this is like Spain, and this is like Germany, and they're reading all the signs, and history is repeating itself. He's emphasizing to, so they can get out at the right time. I don't know. History uh, wow. That's where I feel like you're speaking to, in your head. Well, look at How could it not? If I, sure. Listen, if I close my eyes and I didn't listen to anything, I didn't see anything, I'd probably just be like... Listen to this beautiful teaching from Rav Tzadok Akayin about the Neshoyish Nisham of Am Yisrael. I can't. I live in the world. I worried about them. That's why. No, I'm saying, when you say, isn't anything like, we're, look at us, we're so superior. It's not superiority. It's, I think everyone here who has people in their love and puts us, it's terrifying. They're speaking out of worry. Mapitam. Fear? No, no, no. It's not fear. It's, it's I, I trust. Huh? So I think this is about self-reflection. For many Jews, especially religious Jews and communities that I grew up in, I grew up in Teaneck, people don't really want self reflection. Because if right. you do, fear then you have to acknowledge that you're in the wrong place. It's and a I fear of being honest. And I remember there are times where even I would be eating out and be like, did they tell them? <laughs> 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 They're just like, this is crazy. Like, and, they, yeah. and they miss that little piece. And that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my... No, and, and mm-hmm. Reb Tzodok says, though, he ends off here by saying, that we can do all the work we need to do, but at the end, Hashem can decide in one second to, cha- to flip the whole thing, but, it's, but we can play a role in that because it basically could be, it could either be zakai or chayav, meaning it's, it's dependent on how we listen to the calling, how we look at the world, how we, how we interpret what's going on in the world. But how do you bring it back to how you started with very good. No, no, no. So how do you bring it back to the initial question of, 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 of when Hashem looks at this world and He says, tov meod, because Hashem's, based on my very limited, limited, limited perception and understanding of this Torah and of anything in the world, when Hashem says tov meod, it's a full circle. It's, we look at things and say they're good or bad based on the moment. Hashem's statements and comments, forever your words are always, it says, they're, they're eternal. So let's look at it like this. When Hashem says, it's a circle, right? Now, where do we say, where, where in this circle do we look at that que- statement and be like, huh? Are you sure? Where do we ask that question? <laughs> and any of the dot around the circle that's not at the completion of the circle. What gets me to be able to look at the end of the circle? Hindsight. What brings hindsight? What brings hindsight? Self-reflection. Connection. Connection to my ani amiti. Self-reflect, being honest enough, like you were saying, like being honest enough to be like, well, what are the things that it really, that life is really about, that it really boils down to, right? That's where the whole Eretz Yisrael thing came into this thing, because I'm sure we're all under the assumption that this is where the future of the Jewish people are. Okay, just want to know, I have to, you have to make, like, so... 
That's a very important thing. So the future, that's that, so that, that Eretz Yisrael is part of that. tov me'od. The end of the statement, tov me'od. And of course, it's not enough to just be here. We speak about this all the time. It's not enough just to be here. But I, I think that with enough, like, deep learning of understanding what, what the point of us being, us being in this world is all about, for anyone that's a real authentic soul searcher, wherever they are in the world, you cannot ignore the need to be in Eretz Yisrael, the privilege of being in Eretz Yisrael. You can't ignore it. You can, you can dance around it for millions of years. The, you cannot ignore it. Like, the, like the, the, the doorway of Eretz Yisrael into the mindset, into this mindset. Into the mindset of Vinay Tov Meod. Because what wouldn't we do to be able to be that with that with that statement and really, really like read that without any cynicism? To my life, to the world right now, to call Israel Like that, this is what we want more than anything. That when we read the Pasuk, Tov Meod. I, I'm not, I don't say right? Like we live our lives a lot of times. We, the state of our lives is No, And Hashem looked at what He said. It's true. Two hundred sixty years, seventy years out of like God knows how long. When I know my etzem, what I'm made out of, and Rabbi Tzadok is saying to me, the door that's bringing Mashiach. This is coming from the deepest root souls, right? From for many many years. All this brings me to a place of like being, being much more aligned with all the things that really matter in my life, that really, really mean the world to me. And we should be privileged to carry the message, this message, any message that brings a Jew closer to their etzem. You see, if a chet isn't my etzem, I want to be where my etzem really is. So where's the etzem of me? Where was the first Jewish person born? Born Jewish? Here. We're in the parshas of it. Yitzchak. Here. I want to be connected the most to the etzen. Where does Hashem, Hashem chose, where does Hashem choose to reveal the headquarters of revealing the etzen of his ki tov me'od? Yerushalayim. The lashon of tov me'od is also what you have in the parshas of isn't it? Uh, it, it says there, Tovah uh, Haaretz Me'od Me'od, but there it's a, it, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a jab at it. Yeah, but the point is, you went wrong because you didn't understand how good the, the land was, right? It's the same, but it's the same way. You went wrong because you didn't look at the privilege of being in Eretz Yisrael in the right way. Nachon, nachon. Now just one last thing, the Mishnah Pirkei Avos also uses this language of Me'od. It says, me'od me'od ruach. The major says, the, the other way, that, that this has to come be part of it. This language of me'od me'od v'choy, whenever it says me'od, it also is the context of humble and humility. And I think that's why, to a certain extent, the Zionist movement reached a certain peak, like the, like the I don't know which piece of it, but it reached a certain peak of what it did, but then Gaiva got into it. And now it's the time to inject shval ruach into the calling of Eretz Yisrael and not look at us, but like, look at us 
and we need each other. And it's, it's, it's got to be a humble spirit of nationalism. As a, and it's okay, we need it to be after the six million. It had to be this, you know, loud. We had this, you know, now it has to be pnimi, pnimi, the calling of Eretz Yisrael, the, the reaching out, b'shem Eretz Yisrael. It's got to be so much insight. So even if I was like freaked out because of what's going on in the world, I, I hope it would never be out of, you know, like that. It would always be that as being a shliach of someone that wants to help people see themselves the way Hashem sees themselves, if I'm coming from a place of pnimius, it would have to be done in the most humble and shval ruach kind of way. So we should, be, we should merit to be shluchim, to be able to help people perceive themselves just a little bit closer to the way Hashem looks at them as opposed to the way we get warped from the way the world makes us look at ourselves. We should be done with that already and be closer to the way Hashem looks at us and then everyone benefits. Everyone benefits from like that. Okay. And make Ali... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay.